Hello and welcome back to Dungeon Stories. This is episode 6. Uh, this episode we're going to be using the Sword Coast soundscapes to do a little uh, ambience in the background of our episode. You can check out Sword Coast soundscapes on YouTube. There's awesome content there for all kinds of role-playing games, so definitely check that out. Uh, we are stoked to be implementing uh, this, the Sword Coast soundscapes into our game. So definitely, yeah, definitely give them give them a listen over there. Um, I'm Norin. I'm the dungeon master for the Revengers here, and sitting on my right, I'm Eva. My character is Lyle. He's a human ranger. Hi, my name is Courtney, and I play Ave. She's a wood elf druid, circle of the shepherd. Hello, my name is Jake. I play Libby, a human cleric, a life domain. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You look like you're going to say more. I'm Courtney. I'm playing Elena, the fighter druid vampire. I'm Bailey. I'm playing Diana, the tiefling divine soul sorcerer. All right. Um, so last we left off, the Revengers found themselves in the library of Theldorails in, in the sunken lab. And they learned that they were up against a beholder. They learned a little bit about the history of the Theldorails, the Mad Mage, and the, his beholder friend Zulrog. Um, and after making their way through the lab, came face to face with this beholder, the new Theldorails, after some mind-melding magic went wrong, leaving the beholder a little insane. Um, the battle was tough. Uh, they paid, the Revengers paid the price of Ave's life during this battle, but thanks to Diana's healing magic, Ave was able to be revived. Um, and after uh, resting, they retrieved the Nine Eyes of Theldorails, uh, which are now in Lyle's possession, a circlet with um, powers of the Beholder. Um, and after resting for a little bit, they decided to teleport back to Dornak Firth, the capital of the human kingdom, the Kalim Empire, and teleport back into the Dancing Dragon, which is the inn slash tavern that Ave and Elena own together. Uh, so, you guys from the, um, after resting in the chamber wherein you fought the Beholder, um, Ave uses the Cloak of Shadows, and again you feel that um, Kind of port key pull in your gut as the shadows swell around you and pull you across the continent. Um, and with a puff of smoke and a flash, you appear in the center of the dancing dragon. And as you do, the smoke kind of swirls around. Um, you're in the center, and there are people eating their breakfasts. Um, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah, there, there are people gathered around tables eating their breakfast and stuff. And as you appear, um, Cheers and clapping erupts, oh. um, and uh, Card the Bard on the uh, in oh, the Oh, the cheers are across the So uh, as you guys appear in, um, and the cheering erupts for you guys, Card says, uh, "The Revengers, ladies and gentlemen," um, and introduces you guys. Um, and who you are? So the people start cheering and clapping for you, and yeah, it's like you guys. Are, yeah, you guys have made a name for yourself. Libby's gonna go over to like a table and just set up shop with like a little pen quill. If you'd like anything signed. Oh my god. <laughs> um, 
there are definitely uh, aligned, aligned forms. Oh my um, god! <laughs> but it's only like three or four people long because Libby is pretty new to the Avengers. <laughs> There would be more for Ellie. Yeah, probably. people don't really know. <laughs> or Lyle. Or Diana. Literally <laughs> anybody. Even though Lyle's the newest. Yeah. Yeah, so people haven't really heard of, of Libby yet. But there are a few people that that will ask for something signed. Um, one, of, one of the people that comes up and asks you to sign something is actually is a copy of uh, the book that you wrote. <laughs> under his other alias? Yeah, under, under, under your alias. Why is he having him sign a book that he didn't write? Just what he has? Um, <clears throat> you're gonna sign it and be like, so! Did, did you like it? Yes, it was very good. <laughs> oh, I can't God. wait for the next one in the series. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a lot of material to work with. Um, there's definitely gonna be a druid and an archer character in the next one. I'm going to, like, wink. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And they, like, hurry off with the book under their arm. Um, Can I just make a comment to everybody? We have no diamonds left. Just as a I was just going to say that, um, Elena, I think that we should use some of the party funds and some of the funds that we're going to get from the Dancing Dragon to purchase more diamonds in case yeah, just anybody else dies. Yeah, for sure. Um, just wanted to remind everyone we do not have any diamonds. <laughs> yeah. And then Abe seems to have a tendency to do that. Okay, <laughs> it's only been twice, which is still more than is like wanted, but it's fine. I'm gonna walk back to the, behind the bar and just like grab a bottle of something. You know, start drinking it. I mean, it's probably like a half full. I don't want to grab like a full bottle because. Ave will go to Henry and collect whatever. Yeah, so as you as you walk back, Elena, um, Henry uh, will pat you on the back. Henry, um, since he's wearing his hat of disguise now to uh, not look like Gregor anymore, um, he's got uh, like an older face, um, probably looks like 50s or 60s, uh, uh, mustache and goatee, well-trimmed, and uh, shoulder-length brown hair that's definitely graying. Um, but compared to his actual hair, which is bald, uh, he definitely, <laughs> he, <laughs> he like definitely like yeah, as soon as when he got that hat of disguise, he was like, I've got my hair back. <laughs> uh, he pats you on the back as you uh, walk back to grab the bottle of wine, and he goes, it's good to see you. To see um, you and then he'll reach under the counter and pull out a sack of gold and place it on the counter, Ave, as you approach. Um, there's 435 gold in this. These are your... Uh, collections that the Dancing Dragon made while you were away. Um, and he'll say, it's, it's good to see you all back in one piece. Um, how How's the mission? I mean, ultimately it was successful. We got what we went there to get. Good. Can I be Glad standing like, kind of near them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably walking over like them. a, oh like a slit the throat, <laughs> pointing at Ave Jester. <laughs> He kind of looks over at you, Ave, questioningly. It's fine. I mean, I'm alive now, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, Lor- Lorelai will speak up. Ave doesn't really want to talk about it, to be honest. Yeah, Lorelai will speak up and say, Ave um, died during our battle, but uh, Again. thankfully <laughs> thankfully, we were able to recover her. Um, Lorelai still looks shaken from the events Ave that happened. Ave will hold her hand like, it's okay, I'm here now. Um, oh, and, 
Gregor will say, well... Is she, well, not like, acting Henry. weird around Henry now that she knows who he is? She seems a little hesitant, and you can see kind of like a side eye that she's given him. But, um... It's she's, Henry. No, I, I don't know shit. I'm a kid, so... <laughs> Henry doesn't notice. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that. Ave told her that. Yeah. Because they were talking about the quietly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You were having your lover um, spat with the rest of us all there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to be okay. That's all. Um, Henry will say... Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're back. Uh, it, you know, you really got to be more careful. This is. I'm trying, Henry. It's just. Uh, and unlike you know, me, you didn't fake yours. I know. Both times, it's it's been an ordeal, but I'm still determined to be with the Avengers and to do what's right across the world. Good. So, what's the plan now? Well. Um, I need to go see Nemo, personally. Um, anybody can come with me if you want, but we definitely need to gather some information on the fire plane before we just go waltz in there. The fire plane? Yeah, that's our next destination, Henry. If you thought this last one was bad, just wait. It's about to get fucking wild. Yeah. I want to I'm talk to... I'm definitely getting too old for this. What was the turtle man's name? Um, Sheldon. Yeah. I want to I wanna go see Sheldon. the castle for now. She's going to check in with um, with Lionel okay. and see how things are going, but she'll meet up with you later. Okay. So she'll say goodbye. Okay, so Ave is going to Nemo's Tower. Lionel is going with her. Anyone else going? Um, sure, I'll go. Okay. And so then Libby and Diana are going to go to the market? Uh, Libby... I'm a big girl. I have a knife. I can go by myself. It's gonna go to Annotatus Temple. Okay. I have a Great. plan. <laughs> Do you need money? No, I'm fine. I'm gonna just try to talk to Sheldon. Okay. Alright, so you guys make your way um, out of the Dancing Dragons, splitting uh, the, the party a little bit there. Um, let's start with um, the market. So, uh, Diana, you make your way through the bustling streets of Dornak for um, the sea I'm air... just saying hi to people. <laughs> waving everywhere. Um, the, the sea air smells of that salt, but it's also really fresh, especially compared to um, kind of the musty, like, uh, mildewy scent of the lab that you've been in for the past few days. So this is uh, really fresh to be able to breathe in this uh, sea air. Um, and as you make your way through, the, the streets are bustling, it's nice outside. Um, 
it's the middle of summer, so it's kind of warm, um, but the, the sea breeze kind of helps cool you off a little bit. Um, well, I'm, I'm resistant to fire, so I imagine I'm okay with heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't bother you too much. Um, and then you make your way uh, through the city. It takes you about uh, 30 minutes to reach the market, and you are heading to Sheldon's? Yep. Okay. Uh, so you make your way to the Expeditious Expedition. Um, it's got uh, the sign with the logo of like the boot with the little uh, flames coming off the end of it. Um, you make your way inside, and the place is lit by these multicolored uh, uh, globes of light, uh, purples and yellows and blues, uh, which puts this really interesting like shine on everything. Um, it's kind of like reflects off these crystals and puts rainbows on the wall. And behind the counter, you see a big round turtle uh, with really wrinkly skin and these uh, like purple and red robes hanging down, walking with a staff and little like half moon spectacles on his angular nose. Um, and he'll wave and say, welcome to the expeditious expedition. Hello, sir. I was here some time ago and I tried to get something and it was too expensive, but I am back to try to get something like it or the thing that I was originally trying to get. Yes, I believe I remember you. Bracers of defense. I right? just want something to make it harder for people to hurt me. Well, I believe we've got. I already have this cloak, but it doesn't help very much. Recently, I picked up this ring. Um, and you look at the ring, it's uh, like a gold band with a blue stone in the center of it, kind of shaped like a shield. This is a ring of protection. <sighs> capable of generating a sort of magical shield um, while you are attuned to it which will indeed make it harder for people to hit you. How much harder would it make it for people to hurt me? Um, I believe... I can look it up. I think it's plus one to AC. Plus one? It might be two. That only put me 13, what am I? <laughs> uh, yeah, plus one to AC and saving throws. So it'll plus but that's one. A, sorry, what the freaking cloak does. It'll plus one to all your saving throws as well. And, and now I'm stuck in something and I can't get out. Okay. So, I think this will run about 1,300 gold. How much were the bracers, if you even had them? I can't remember if you did or did not have them. They were 1,500, but recently were sold. 
And the ring's the only thing you have to make it to make it harder to hit me. The only thing with a permanent benefit. I also have a potion that will make you appear in two places at once. That is a shame. <laughs> That is a damn shame. <laughs> well... I'll tell you what. I'll drop the price to 1,000 gold. If you want. <laughs> does, it, does it stack? Am I allowed to have two? Yeah, you can wear the ring and the cloak. That would put me to 13. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's better than five. Oh. oh. Am I allowed. Do you do trade, sir? Or do you only accept money? It depends on what you're trading. I have many interesting things. For example, I have this paint. What? Kind of paint. I cannot say I'm one for art necessarily. <laughs> you take this, it's the green frog mm -hmm. paint, yeah. and then you can take it and you paint something and it becomes real. It has to be not organic though. Wow. That is quite intriguing. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Oh shit. <laughs> Aren't you like really good at persuasion? I know, but every time I need to persuade, I mess up. Yeah, fucked up. Eleven. And it's very rare. I'll take two hundred gold off the price. It's not worth it. Eight hundred gold pieces. You know, I'll go ask. My mom for money, and I'll come back, <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave. Oh my god. I look forward to doing business with you again. But by the time he finishes a sentence, like, you're okay, already out the door. I don't think he's ever done business with her. She just keeps asking herself at the like, <laughs> I'm gonna just go to the annotated shrine because I assume Livia will be there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll probably miss him because I've been doing this forever. Okay, so meanwhile, um, Abe, Lyle, and Elena, you guys are making your way through the uh, city streets to the dock um, where you're able to um, talk to the same guy that runs that little rowboat. Um, I think, I don't remember what I named him, like Gary or something. Probably. <laughs> but you're able to find Gary, the, the rowboat man. Um, and he'll take you over. He's personal friends of Nemo, and he's taken you over there a couple times before. So you guys climb into the rowboat, and he begins to row. Um, and all in all, from the Dancing Dragon to get to Nemo's, it takes you probably about like three, three and a half hours. Um, but, but it was morning when we left, so it's like yeah. So what time is it now? It's like afternoon. Um, probably about like <coughs> twelve or one by the time you guys finish talking to Henry and all that, and meet it out here. Um, and as he rows across the sea, the uh, 
the couple miles to get to Echo Hill, you see uh, Nemo's Island, um, Echo Hill Spire, his tower reaching up, and the island that it's on kind of forming this little mountain that starts low and rises up behind it, um, kind of in like a half moon shape around the, the tower. Um, Nemo's cleaned up the yard, taken out the symbols of the pale man that were left there when it had been taken over. Um, so you see a nice stone tower that looks about like six stories tall, but you know that inside it's actually much taller than that. Um, and you're able to uh, make your way inside. Um, and as you climb the stairs, you reach Nemo's study up towards the top, um, push your way open, and as you do, um, Bandit, the little uh, blue basset hound, <laughs> comes bounding at you and... Yes. Um, He's like yipping and like jumping up on your legs and handing out dog kisses. Um, and you see Nemo, your little gnome wizard friend, come around, his uh, beard almost dragging on the ground, um, about like knee length on him. Um, his purple and gold robes and his floppy hat, uh, big twirled mustache. Um, and behind him is Scribe, the metal man that he had created. Um, who stands like seven, almost eight feet tall above me. Uh, so he's towering above Nemo, who's only about like three feet tall. Um, big hulking. Um, but you see Nemo's painted like a little monocle over one of his eyes. Um, and he's got like a blue like uh, stocking cap that kind of hangs down. Um, and uh, scribe the the big metal man is carrying um, a book and a quill. Um, and it looks like he's got a little like necklace on that has like a pot of oil on it so that he can just like dip his quill in the oil Aww. and then write down in his book. Um, and Nemo sees you guys as Bandit is like nuzzling up against you and you're all saying hi. And Nemo says, ah, Revengers, amazing to see you again. What brings you by? Nemo, how are you? Wonderful, how are you? <laughs> widen mm. oh my yeah so we came by to see what knowledge you have of the fire plane or if you have anything that you could loan to us or sell to us that might aid us there wow what what brings you to the fire plane that is an extremely dangerous place to go yeah it is. Oh. not really a top vacation destination <laughs> Uh, we're going there to retrieve Scorchlight Devastator, which, as you know, is right. one of the ancient weapons. We've secured two already. We feel like we need at least three <coughs> to take on the man who overtook your tower earlier. You've got so. two of them? Yes. Oh, I would just like to clarify. Lyle doesn't want to be wearing this thing all the time because that's kind of dangerous for it out in the open. So at some point when they were going to meet us, he took it off and, like, yeah. Can you stay it tuned even if you're not wearing it? Yeah. Okay. It's just still like it's still like it's on your person. Yeah. I just want to make sure that Lyle's not uh, like unattuned to it. Yeah, I'd say it's still close oh, enough okay. to Lyle that I yeah. think that you'd You're be good. able to keep your attunement to it. Um, and he says, uh, "Can can I see them?" 
Yeah, always will take out her fans and show him the winds of war. Um, he takes the golden war fans and kind of runs his hand over the intricate designs on them, uh, feels the sharp edge of them, and kind of like swings them around. Oh, <laughs> be careful, them. But be you careful. Can, you can tell that he doesn't like know how to use weapons, really. <laughs> um, and he goes, I can, I can just feel the power radiating from these. These are immensely powerful. I'm, and he'll hand it back up to you. Um, and he'll say, I am very glad that they're in your hands and not the hands of that pale man that took over my tower. Thank you, Nemo. show me So Lila's like kneeling down, like very enamored with the dog. So he just kind of pulls it out and like hands it over without even looking up at Nemo. Like he's all about the dog. <laughs> yeah, Bandit is uh, very happy to hold your attention. Um, he's kind of like running around in circles, and Bandit, um, you can tell, is no ordinary dog. I mean, not only is he blue, he um, matches my bow. <laughs> yeah, oh my not, not only is Bandit blue, um, you know, his basset hound ears kind of hanging down and rubbing against the floor every once in a while, um, but he's also. Um, like you can, you get the sense just from interacting with him that he is like really smart. He's like hyper intelligent, um, and he's wearing these like leather harnesses that have like daggers in them and like potion vials and like an arcane like component pouch. You can tell, see like the rune scribed on it. Um, so you can tell that Bandit is no ordinary dog, <laughs> um, but he is. Yeah, he's very happy. To, to play around with you. In in that sense, he is uh, the goodest of boys. And, um, <laughs> well, I like takes his face like some people do the dog sometimes and he's like holding it and he's like, he's a good boy. He's <laughs> a good boy. <laughs> you are so special, aren't you? But then he registers that there are like, whoa, other people around. So he like, he gets back up. <laughs> um, and Nemo will say, well, sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, those are just amazing magic magic items. Um, the flyer plane um, is comprised of fire. Well, <laughs> yes, but in in a greater sense than I think you could possibly imagine. Um, the world is made of of pure elemental fire. Um, it represents uh, vibrancy, passion, change. At its at its worst, it's extremely destructive. Um, but at its best, it reflects uh, inspiration and warmth of compassion. So it really just depends who you meet and where you find yourself. Um, but regardless of the good or bad, it is extremely hot. Um, detrimentally so in many cases. Um, the most hospitable place in the plain is known as the City of Brass, a large city in, um, that sits on the, on the edge of the Sea of Fire, which is an ocean of lava that tumbles out from this mountain range of pure volcanoes called the Fountains of Creation. Um, the City of Brass sits on the coast of the Sea of Fire and is inhabited by uh, Ifrit and Azer. Ifrit are a type of genie, um, and Azer are similar to dwarves, um, but more 
more uh, acclimated to the plane of fire. Um, the city of brass is full of very powerful magic, um, and the people that live there oftentimes are more interested in in favors than they are in gold. Uh, now, as far as making your way through the plane if you decide to leave the city of brass, um, you'll need... I, I have a couple of amulets that might be able to help. Not enough for all of you. Um, I think I have two of these, and he kind of turns and um, motions to scribe, and scribe like, <laughs> kneels down and kind of gets on all fours and places his ear next to Nemo. And Nemo kind of whispers in the middle man's ear, um, and then Scribe stands back up, and you can hear kind of like a as he moves, um, and he kind of makes his way off um, deeper into the study behind some of the bookshelves, um, and comes back holding two uh, necklaces that have are like made of brass, and they have a ruby in the center of them, um, and he says these are amulets of comfort and essentially while you're wearing them they create a sort of bubble that regulates the temperature around you um, essentially negating the effects of of harmful weather so if it's too hot anywhere or too cold somewhere these will help keep you um, at a, a more neutral temperature I've only got two of them um, but I hope that these will help at least some of you. They certainly will. Um, can use those earlier. <laughs> Would you say that if a wizard were to create a portal to this fire plane, he would create it to go to the habitable place, the city of brass, most likely? Or well, is that hard to tell? I mean, I think it depends on the on the wizard, it depends what they need to visit the fire plane for, but I think that's the best that's the best guess. That's where you'll get the most done. Um, aside from the sea of fire and the city of brass, uh, the, the rest of the fire plane is really just a barren wasteland of volcanic ash. Uh, it's known as the cinder wastes um, beyond the city of brass, and there's few civilizations out there. Um, so I think, if I had to guess, I would say most portals would open to the city of brass, yes. Okay. And do the amulets require attunement? Uh, yes, and they, they you'll, need to, okay. you'll need to attune in order for them to get a feel for what your natural temperature would be like. Okay. Right. Well, thank you. These will help a lot, I'm sure. Of course. I'm happy to help. Do you want to come with? <laughs> 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 Elena? As... As much as I would love to accompany you on another adventure, I am afraid Scribe and I have more work to do here. Um, King, King Lionel has asked me to uh, work with him as a sort of scout, um, mm -hmm. trying to keep tabs on, on the, the Pale Man, Castor Morgrain, and, and see what he's up to. Um, and I haven't worked with the Kalan Empire for a while, but King Lionel, I, he seems like a nice man. I think so as well. So you've been scrying on the pale man. Have you seen anything recently that might be 
of interest to us who are trying to defeat him, essentially? Well, what I've been working on is devising a sort of super scrying, you could say. Mm -hmm. um, a way to scry without alerting the target. Um, it's very experimental and something that's not quite refined enough to test out on the Pale Man yet, but that's why Scribe and I have been working so tirelessly to try and, to try and work this out. Um, I think we're almost there. We've almost cracked it, <laughs> but not quite yet. Well, it sounds like you're doing very important work for the Empire at the moment. Yes, more for, more for the good of the world than the Empire in particular. Yeah. But I'm happy to be helping. Yes. Um, also, I have a bit of a personal favor, if I could ask that of you. Of course. Is it possible for you to create me a couple of sending stones? Um, yes, I could be able to do that. That's a relatively simple enchantment. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll take about a week, maybe two. Okay, but and what's the expense of the components and your labor? Well, um, it shouldn't be too expensive, especially for a friend such as yourself. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> let me look up the components for sending. I think it's a copper wire, isn't it? Or is that... That's, I know it's message. Mm. But I just looked up in the chat that uh, from a long time ago when yeah, Andromeda read well. that person's mind. And it's the Cinderforge stronghold exactly where the Devourer is located. So the it's not the city of Brass. Right. But the, the city of Brass is the most habitable place. Yeah, so I'm just saying we should start there. Yeah, I'm just saying that where, where the weapon is yeah. is the Cinderforge stronghold. Okay, well that's that's good information to know. Um, well, that's... Yeah. Nemo says, um, about uh, 25 gold should cover the cost of the components. Um, I'll need the copper wire in order to imbue the sending enchantment and then also a few um, uh, alchemical components as well to bind the um, to bind the enchantment to the to the stones. But about 25 gold should be able to cover that. So that is more than worth it to me, so I'll get them the 25. Alright, I will have, thank you Avi, I'll have these uh, ready for you as soon as I can. I'll pick them up, um, hopefully the next time I'm in Dorn Oxford, if it's been about a week. Alright, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Anything else I can help you with? Um, that's all I needed to do. Okay. Then just came onesies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well it was it was great to see you. It's good to um, see you too, Nemo. And you too, Bandit. He kinda comes up and nuzzles against you before you go. Um, and as you guys are making your way out, Nemo will say, Oh, Elena! I almost forgot. Yes. Um, that letter that you gave to me. Um, what, what letter? The, the one that you asked me to send to Hellthorn, Aiden? Aiden Hellthorn? Oh, fuck. Is that <laughs> right here? This? Um, you guys were probably making your way we're out the door, out. but I don't think you, I mean, you didn't he wasn't like, leave Elena. Yeah, he's not. Nemo's not one for... <laughs> he's a little too eccentric for privacy, I would say. Yeah, he's not very discreet. Yeah, he's too eccentric for privacy. Um, he says, um, As best as I can tell, the letter was delivered successfully um, a couple weeks ago, but I 
haven't heard anything back yet. Um, um, I just thought I'd let you know. Okay. Yep. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you updated if if I receive any more word. Super blackout girl. Yeah, I was like blacked out, and you made me roll to see if I remembered, and I, I think I critically failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, no memory. Oh, it was like, what ladder? Yeah, I'm like, excuse um, me. I said. So, she's just gonna contemplate her life choices. <laughs> really amazing. Really try to remember what she said. It's just a yeah. really out of game. Um, who is Aiden? My, well. We met him before you joined. He, ki- he killed yeah, me. So Audience members don't know him either. Yeah, so yeah. Aiden Helthorn, um, there was this journey that the Revengers took to the Shadowfell um, in order to help out one of their old party members who died during the excursion there. She did. Uh, rest in peace, Andrew. soul is destroyed. Yeah. Um, but Aiden Helthorn is... A figure from Elena's past yeah. of great Ex- importance. Romantic past. Yeah, romantic past. Yeah. Um, Who, Who died. Right. And then came, came back. back. Died. <laughs> he, Which, yeah, he died and then was resurrected and is now the mm-hmm. uh, a great, home? powerful ruler yeah, in the Shadowfell. Um, who <laughs> seems to hold uh, a great um, uh, a lot of resentment for Elena. Yeah. At this point, which really was, tragic, yeah, so. it was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, those amulets of comfort are not yeah. in D and D Beyond. Oh, okay. So just write them down, and okay. then I think they're under homebrew. Are they in there? Yeah. Oh. Are they in there? Yeah, amulets of comfort. No. Oh. Well, maybe they are. Awesome. They've been added under homebrew. Great. Wondrous. Yeah. Does it do, what does it say? Does it say? Amulet provides a five foot radius of comfortable temperature around the wearer, protecting from both extreme heat and extreme cold. This effect Perfect. does not extend to any physical sources of heat, such as a creature or object that is naturally hot or cold. The gem embedded with the amulet, oh, basically everything you just said. Perfect. Ruby. I guess they are in D&D Beyond. <clears throat> so there's two of them. I don't know who you want to handle that. So to, I know this doesn't matter until we actually go there, but will I be okay? Because I am a tiefling and I have resistance to fire? Yeah, your fire resistance is gonna... It'll come into play a lot. I imagine we'll probably give the amulets to Libby and Lyle because they're both not attuned to three... Ave's already attuned to three items, and I think Elena is too, so... So you guys are just gonna burn to death? No, they'll just burn to death. We'll find other ways. I'm sure they just have to make, like, Constitution yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna like insta die. Like. Well, Libby's gonna let me discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> they struck out, and I was. Like, <laughs> we'll figure out another method for us to. Well, we oh God! There's no bodies to bring back. They're gone. Who we find? All right. Um, so on our way back to the Dancing Dragon, Ave wants to look for a store that will sell diamonds. Okay, you probably make your way to the market as well. But by the time you get there, Diana's yeah, long gone. Um, and there's a, a jeweler shop. Um, and as you uh, enter the jeweler shop, there's a, uh, a blonde elven man, his hair kind of pulled up in a high ponytail, and a thin, like, goatee, like, soul patch going on. 
Um, he's in like silver robes with big like shoulder pads. Um, and he's got one of those monocles that has like the multiple magnifying glasses that you can like layer on. Oh my god. Um, and uh, everything in this store is like pristine, like white. Um, the walls, the pillars on everything, it looks like super fancy. And there are various uh, jewelry lining the walls. Um, and he's behind the counter, and then as you walk in, he says, Oh, hello. Oh Welcome. <laughs> Hi, uh, we're looking for, um, we need a couple of diamonds that are worth 500 gold. Diamond rings, diamond necklaces. Just the diamonds, if that's possible. His eyes kind of like he looks in shock. Raw, uncut diamonds. Would raw and cut diamonds work for the spell? Yes, right? Yes. <laughs> if if you have them. Well, I have a couple. But <laughs> I use them for my work. Well, we'll, we'll pay you for them. And you won't even have you won't e- you won't even have to put in the time and the effort to labor to make them pristine and cut. Make a persuasion check. <coughs> <laughs> oh god, he's an artist. <laughs> Since Elena was talking to you, can she help me? Sure. I'll give you a grand. You're trying to be really persuasive and Elena's back there. <laughs> is my persuasion. I know it's not bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> that face says not. otherwise. Twelve? Twelve. Um, uh. He says, um... I'll part with one, but I need the other to make... More beautiful jewelry. <laughs> one of two. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, one diamond, 500 gold. Fine. <laughs> and he kind of makes his way to the back and uh, grabs the diamond. And places it on the counter. Um, 500 gold, please. I'll be telling that. She'll give him the 500. Okay. And then just take the diamond and leave. As we walk out, I'm just going to be like, we're just going to destroy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, and then you close the door. Yeah, <laughs> close the door, and he's quite upset. You can see, like, through the window, he's, like, ranting. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, there's probably another jeweler in the city, right? Because I think we want more than one diamond. Is there another place that sells diamonds in the area? I mean, it... Few places sell just like straight up diamonds, you know. They're There's no other jewelers in fantasy New York. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not in the market square. Okay, fine. One is fine for now, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'll still find wherever like the people are selling blood diamonds. Hopefully, yeah. if any of us die, it's just like one of us. Yeah. I, so, so far, it hasn't. Well, I mean, hopefully, no one dies, right? Yeah, that yeah. Should be the, but I think as a DM, Nora doesn't. Shouldn't have wasted diamonds on those mini tires. Okay, well, that's done. Abe's got a lot of errands. I'm so sorry, you guys. But she also wants to find like an herbalist shop or some kind of like botanist. Okay, easy enough. Yeah, the building has like hanging succulents and like ferns growing outside. Yeah, Elena's like on the shopping trip and she's like. Elena's bored, so she's gonna be like, I'm gonna head back to the dance. Okay, (laughs) sorry, my errands are boring. I really need these. Okay, so Elena makes her way back to the dragon. She's she like, I feel really bad for Elena. 
She's like, yeah, fuck this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. What the fuck? What, what it's like the middle of the shop? Nah. <laughs> That's the last plants? fucking flowers. Plants? Nah, man. Fuck that. Um, yeah, so Elena, makes, <laughs> Elena, you make your way back to the Dancing Dragon. Um, I mean, the building that you find is uh, herbalist. There are like hanging succulents and ferns growing outside of it. Like a rooftop garden with various flowers. Um, it's beautiful. And inside you see... Um, a uh, halfling woman in uh, like in leathers, and she's got kind of like dirt smeared on her face. Um, her like honey blonde hair is pulled up in a tight bun. Um, she's got like dirt underneath her fingernails from digging around in the flowers and stuff. Um, and you walk in, um, and she doesn't really pay any mind. She's busy like pruning a bonsai tree. <laughs> Uh, Ave will walk over to her and extend her hand for a shake and say, Hi, my name is Ave. She'll kind of look up at you, um, and as she does, she's got these big glasses that make her eyes bulge, uh, kind of like Professor Trelawney's from Harry Potter. And she'll look up with these big round eyes um, and like look back down at the scissors <laughs> and like place the scissors down and hold out a really grimy, like dirty hand. Ave does her, she shakes it. Um, She's literally from the forest. <laughs> Hello, what can I do for you? Hi, I'm in the market for an herbalism kit, a rather specific herbalism kit, and I need a couple of particular things to be in it, and I was wondering if you might have some. <laughs> An aspiring horticulturalist, eh? Uh, yes, I've spent some time in the forest, and I'm familiar with plants, but I think I would like to become a bit more familiar. Well, I always love introducing new people into the world of plants. Let me see what I can gather for you. What do you need? Uh, She's kind of like bouncing with excitement as you talk to her. Professor Trelawney will combine into one character. Um, I see you smile very pleasantly and say, I need an herbalism kit with a satchel bag, a motor and pestle, a couple of empty vials and pouches, a strainer, some gloves, clippers and a knife, as well as a surgeon's mask and glasses. This pictured all of a sudden like a very little, well, now that you can help me, I'll meet. <laughs> yeah, she's got like a, kind of like a list. So she's like a Hermione of, Granger and like. Of like stuff that she kind of, she like skimmed through the botanist encyclopedia that she took from Belderell's library. And she was like, these seem like things I might need if I ever come across these plants to like process them into like usable items. So that's what she needs. The happy woman stands up um, and you can see as she does, the dress kind of uh, reveals her feet and. She's barefoot, um, and she's got, she's got like really like really big feet with kind of like hair on the tops oh, of them. That's different than Ave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and she kind of turns and runs <clears throat> off, and she goes. Uh, and while she's like rummaging through shelves, she's got like those uh, ladders that have the yeah. wheels on them that slide around the shelves that she kind of jumps up on, and the momentum carries her across the shelves as she's climbing up and gathering stuff down off of them. Um, She's very nimble as she moves about, kind of jumping mm-hmm. from ladder to ladder. Um, and she says, what's your name, dearie? As she's like gathering stuff. Ave. My Wilma, as she's gathering all the ingredients. And then she jumps back down and kind of three-point landings. I <laughs> <laughs> hurries back over you. With this leather satchel, you can hear kind of the glass kind of tinkling as she uh-huh. brings it. She goes, this should have everything you need. Excellent. Thank you. How much? Um, 
That'll run you about five gold pieces. Um, I will give her eight. Oh, well, you are so very sweet. This was not needed, but thank you so much. I always uh, appreciate someone who has the um, ability to manipulate nature such as I do. And I do as well. <laughs> I look forward to speaking with you again. Maybe we can share plants sometime. Absolutely. I'm, I'm um, living at the Dancing Dragon right now, but I'll be sure to pop in whenever I'm in town. I would love to see you again. Okay. Very pleasant to meet you, Wilma. We'll be on our way now. And you as well. Goodbye, Ave. Goodbye, Wilma. <laughs> well, I was just like looming by the door throughout all this. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. <laughs> Look at Lyle. Sorry you had to come on these errands with me. I appreciate your company. Oh, I don't mind. So I understand that Lorelai is not going to be a companionist if I was one. I can't speak. No, she wants to go to SeaWorld instead. How are you feeling about that? Well, I mean, it could be better. Um, I'm really concerned about her, in all honesty. I mean, she saved my life, quite literally, and I'm just really concerned that if she gets in any danger and I'm not there, I won't be able to do the same for her. I know what you are going through. Years ago, I had to leave someone that I love behind. He and I were set to be married before I had to leave my home. <laughs> oh! Trust me, this is not easy for her either. She's doing what she feels is right, and she's honoring her commitment to the throne, which is an admirable quality. Yeah, I, I understand her motivation, and I even respect her motivation. It's still just really difficult to leave her behind, especially when I know she's going to some place that could be so dangerous for her. I completely understand. Would you like to talk about him? What was his name? His name is Medij. He's still in Iskangali, as far as I know. I haven't seen him since I left home seven years ago. So that sounds really rough, and I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. If you ever would like to talk more about it, I'm here for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. If you would ever like to talk about Lorelei, of course you can come here. Thank you so much, Lana. We're going to go back to the dancing dragon. <laughs> and then Lyle's like, that's enough feelings for one year. <laughs> <laughs> So the two of you make your way back to the Dancing Dragon. Um, meanwhile, back in time, <laughs> back a in few time. hours. Lots of broken uh, hearts in this <laughs> Libby, uh, you make your way you to... Kind of, if you stayed with us, you kind of joined in. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I want to end like she's you. She's by Lyle, or she's by a lady. He's like, oh, okay, I can, sh- I can be soft now. <laughs> uh, so Libby... You make your way to the Temple of Antaeus. You've been here a couple of times here in the in the city. Um, you walk in and there are uh, braziers lit. Um, and the temple is uh, made of gold. Not entirely, but large chunks of it are golden. Um, there's definitely kind of a flair for the dramatic that comes with Antaeus. Classic Antaeus. Um, yeah, that's kind, kind of like a... <laughs> A staple of his is like the the kind of like extravagant showmanship, um, and his temple really, uh, really represents that. Um, and you make your way in, and there are um, you know, there are pews set up and a statue, and he's standing there, his kind of uh, like open chested toga with his 
flaming bow and arrow in his she hand. Is her. Um, what are you talking about? You're dead. No, I didn't. And uh, there are people in various, like some of them are robed, others are in kind of heavy plate armor, and others of them look to be just regular citizens, but like sitting in the in the pews, kind of praying before the statue. Um, through an open door on the right, as you walk into the temple, you can see um, a room with kind of sick and injured, and there are various um, clerics and priests uh, aiding these people with, with magics. Okay, well, first... Oh my gosh! <laughs> what is happening? Luke's gonna, like, look up at the statue, roll his eyes, and then go to, like, the room of, like, the sick people and just kind of find, like, one of the clerics. And Do you need me help spreading, like, his healing? Um... The, uh, it's a human woman you see, um, and she's wearing, like, full plate armor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a sword on her back and a, and a shield as well. Um, her shield has this symbol of Annotatus on it. Um, and she says, uh, we could always use extra hands. Um, there's a child over here with a, a broken arm. Maybe you could help with that? You know what? Crack my knuckles a little bit. <laughs> should be should be easy. I go over and, um, is it like a boy or girl? Yes, yeah, so you walk over and you see um, it's a little uh, a little boy um, looks to be tiefling actually, um, kind of like a like an almost blue, like really really dark blue skin, so almost black. Um, and little horns, um, like kind of just starting to grow in. Can't be more than like ten years old. Um, is he like by himself, or does he look like he's maybe like from the streets, or is he like? Um, is he... he looks so he's dressed in uh, definitely like street clothes, like kind of like a like a burlap shirt um, and some like dirty trousers. Um, so he definitely looks kind of like a street. Like a street kid. Okay. Um, they were just kind of like gonna kind of lean in front of him, um, and while he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like investigate the wound before I heal it. And I'm just gonna kind of talk with him and just be like, so this looks like a pretty serious injury. How'd you get this, buddy? Well, I was I was playing with my friends. Um, we were we were playing soldier. Um, and I was, I was, uh, climbing up this tree. I was stuck and my friend Rosie was going to come rescue me. Um, I was climbing up the tree, but apparently I'm not a very good climber. And I fell out and hurt my arm. Um, yeah, Libby's going to cast Cure Wounds on it. Um, do I need to, like, roll anything? You're fine. You don't need a roll. Um, and while he's casting, he's just gonna kind of talk to them. I have a friend who's um, actually a tiefling. Where Where were you playing? Like, where do you live? Um, well, I I live in the in the South Ward, but I don't I don't really live anywhere. Um, I just kind of make my way around and find places to stay. Oh, um, well, if you ever need, 
a place to stay for the night. Or if you, yeah, if you need, well, if you, so where are you staying tonight then? Well, I think. Go around. We're gonna make an orphanage now. (laughs) The nice nice night lady said that I could stay here tonight while my arm got better. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna kind of like, Libby's just gonna say, so if you ever, um, Find yourself in any need for help or anything. Stop by the Dancing Dragon. Um, I know that things can be hard for Tiefling sometimes. And, um, I just want you to know that the Revengers are there to help people in need of help. So if you ever need anything, feel free to stop by. Thank you, Mister. Okay. Um, and as you kind of have this golden energy on your hand, you place it on his arm gingerly. Um, and as the magic releases and you are getting ready to walk away, you see him kind of roll his arm in his shoulder and like he looks really like surprised and really happy as he's kind of like moving his arm back and forth. Um, do good work. Um, and then Ruby's gonna kind of like walk out. Um, is there like a, a kind of a private like praying room? Or yeah, yeah, so there's the ones with the statues and then off to the left there are kind of um, booths that you can go into, and they all, each of them has like a small idol of annotates in it, so it's not as in like greatest detail. Um, but he's always recognizable because of that flaming bow. Um, Libby's gonna step into one of those booths. Um, so when we, you say booths, what are we talking, are we talking like a confessional like type thing? Are we talking like it's like a stone room or like? Yeah, so basically, um, there's like a, um, like a hallway, and the hallway is lined with um, doors, and then that hallway opens up into this big room, and around the walls of those rooms are doors as well. And they're basically kind of like, like just little pockets where you can go in, and they have like a little altar with the statue on it. So it's not like there's anyone else in the room; it's just you. But they're just like private praying booths, essentially. And the door closes, and you're in this little space that's just for you. Okay. Um, Libby's gonna go in to one of them and shut the door. And the second he shuts the door behind him, he's actually just gonna start, like, sobbing. Um, And kind of, like, go over to his, um, kind of the idol of Annotatus. And, um, I don't know what you want from me. And he's just gonna like kind of go over. He's just gonna like talk about their journey and Ave and what happened to her, um, and how Elena was turned to stone. And he's just gonna be like, I don't know. I'm not ready for this. I can't help them. I. I'm not strong enough for something like this. I mean, there's a city full of people who are enslaved and we're supposed to go help them and I just can't. I need guidance. I need help, please. And I will cast Divine Intervention. Okay. (laughs) Which is not gonna do anything. But I'm kind of curious. I just want to. Um, yeah. 
Nothing. 32%. So nothing happens. Well. Wow. <laughs> oh. He's the DM. He can make anything happen if he wants to. Oh, no. Um, as you kind of do this and release this, this prayer, um, you kind of sit there for a little bit um, and start to feel a little dejected as nothing, nothing comes. No voice answers you. And right as you're about to get up and leave, um, you hear a voice, a soft uh, male voice in your head. <laughs> Libby. Uh, Annotators. You are more ready than you think. And Libby's just gonna cry and just be like, I just, I don't know why I was chosen and picked, like I was, oh man, guys, everyone's sorry, Libby's just gonna be weird for a second. I was like a slut on the street, and then <laughs> you picked me to serve you, and I'm just, I'm failing. Libby, we, we all have, we all have passed. And those pasts shape us in unique ways. Every person learns something from their experiences that, that no one else learns. Everyone's experience in life is unique. Your experiences make you unique. And they've come together and formed you into the man that you are. The Revengers that you travel with, each of them has their own past as well. And it's shaped them in unique ways. But in the end, they're the same as you. They may have started in different places, but just like you, they were they were all kids once as well. I chose you because there's a spark in you, Libby. There's something special. You are so young, but this magic you've been able to grasp so well. You have a natural talent for this. The Revengers have lost friends. Members of their parties have, have died and they've not always made it back. But with you, you'll be able to help keep them from slipping into that void again. Libby's just gonna kinda like, get down on like his knees and like his, put his head to the floor and just like kind of sob and just repeat like over and over again, like thank you, thank you. Like just thank you. Um, Someone's coming for us, Libby. What? Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> you, you've seen him. The pale man? He's... He's coming after us. He's growing stronger every second. What... What should I do? How can I... How can I help? Do... Do I... What should I tell the Revengers? What, what do we need to do? Just continue on the path you're on. We... We can't stand against him without the help of you and your friends. 
uh, 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 we're, we're heading to the plane of fire. Do you have any, any advice that we need, anything we need to know? Trust in yourself, Libby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no offense, Annotatus, but that's why I'm here. I don't. <laughs> I know. But you'll learn, too. I know you will. <laughs> You're a hero, Libby. And with that, you feel... The table. Uh, with that, you feel the, the presence leave the room. And you kind of let out this breath. <sighs> as you feel kind of like this weight kind of leave the room. Um, Libby's going to stand up for a second and run to the idol. No, wait! Come back! And nothing's going to happen. <laughs> um, and he's just going to be really shook <laughs> well yeah <laughs> um, and kind of like sit there in the prayer room for a minute how long has Libby been at the temple uh, probably about 30-45 minutes so as he I wouldn't have caught up to him yet no yeah um I'm kind of like looking up at the idol after he kind of gathers his bearings and everything. Um, he's just gonna like, I won't let you down, Anatatus. Um, he's gonna like stand up and head out back to the dancing dragon. So. Okay. Um, on your way back to the dancing dragon, you cross paths with Diana. Yeah, you guys are kind of like walking on opposite sides of the streets. Like she's walking. I'm just waving to every person I see. <laughs> okay. Diana! Oh, hi! Hi, what are you doing here? I was going to the temple to find you. Have you do you want more annotated scripture? I'm, I'm good for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. And I'm going to pull out like one of my, my newer pamphlets. Just so you know, I've had some inspiration. The next one's gonna be riveting. Oh, so. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm <laughs> gonna put it away. So, how'd your shopping go? Yeah. He had nothing worthwhile. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think I need to do any shopping. Oh, you know what? We need. Let's go check for a diamond. Uh, Ave was gonna go buy some. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We discussed that before all of us broke up. Libby was not really. Okay, fair enough. Fair he enough. was like going through some shit, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> through some shit. He was busy signing autographs. Well, he was also like having emotional turmoil. <laughs> so that's two um, things to distract him. <laughs> yeah, and then I, is there anything you want to do in town? or No. Okay. Um, I saw, and as we're walking back to Dancing Dragon, I, was like, I saw a tiefling boy um, up at the Annotatus Temple. Cool. Yeah. I told him he could come by whenever he wanted to, but I don't know if he will or not. But if he does, you could have a new friend. Okay. <laughs> and um, are there any, like, sketchy people as we're walking, like, back to the dancing <laughs> What defines a sketchy person? Like, someone who maybe doesn't deserve their gold power. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. 
You just had a talk with your father and you're going to steal from people? Um, I made a talk with him about 11. How um, I can help the Revengers. <laughs> 11? Uh, you see a a noble that looks to be um, oh, moving my quick. God. Um, but he's got um, four bodyguards moving with him. No, let me know. Dana, do you remember that one thing we did where it's like I threw you into like the people and you pretended to be her? <laughs> like we did it like three towns back before we met the Revengers. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh do you, do you think we should give it a shot? I mean, if you think it's the right thing to do. You're gonna do get help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's necessarily the right thing to do, but you know, <sighs> fine. We just go back to the dancing dragon. Okay. Um, are, we, are we back there at this point? Yeah. So you two are the first to arrive. Um, oh, we would get back way before all you guys. Yeah, you two are the first to arrive. You guys wouldn't be even be at Nemo's yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elena arrives a few hours later. And then um, in the evening, between like 7, 8 o'clock, um, Ave and Lyle arrive as well. Um, if you guys are just like chilling out in the tavern area, you'll have people kind of come up and talk to you throughout the day. Um, I think Ave's going to go to her room. So yeah. she well, I mean, like before, before you guys get back, like the... Oh, three, the three of them that are there. Like, if you guys are just chilling out in the tavern, then people will probably come up and like ask you questions and try to make like small talk every once in a while. When Elena gets back, what does she look like? Um, <laughs> like, is she mumbling under her breath? Like, fucking letter. What the fuck is a letter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably a little bit. <laughs> all the way back from Nemo's, <laughs> all through the shopping all three hours. She's just like. Jesus Christ, Elena, get your shit together. <laughs> I'm happily talking to anyone who will talk to me. Libby is going to go upstairs, use his disguise, skit, uh, disguise kit. I want to dress up like a psychic. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Make, uh, make a dexterity check. Um, I'm going to cast guidance on myself. Are you insane. proficient with the disguise kit? Um, what would I need to be proficient in that? Does it say? It'll Does say, it say proficiency. There's like a tool. I just have a tools. It's what I have. Yeah, you're proficient in it. Oh. That's, this is, everything in here you're proficient. Oh, yeah, no, I am proficient. Okay, so you can add your proficiency bonus okay. as well. And while I'm doing it, I'm just going to say a quick prayer to Annotatus. So I'm casting guidance. I'm just going to be like, you help me to fulfill my duties. Holy shit. So <laughs> Annotatus is not amused. 13. Um, you try to like put on like a like a turban and you can't get it, so it's kind of just ends up like a like a scarf kind of like hanging down. It, um, instead of a turban, it looks like you wrapped a towel around his head. Yeah, yeah. You try to like paint like a third eye on your forehead, but it looks more like a vagina. <laughs> I know what this means, and I'm gonna take off my heavy armor. And just wear like really heavy robes. Just blankets. You put you, you put on like six bathrobes. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna grab 
some cards, and I'm gonna go downstairs and sit at a table. Make a performance check. Okay. <laughs> he looks like 300 pounds. I'm just gonna like, yeah. when I do this, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Anitatus, you are the god of arts, and this is performance. He looks more like a weird hermit. Than <laughs> Well, Anatase is still not happy. Performance, you said? Yeah. Anatase is like this fucker. You're you're like, come and get your fortune told! And people just kind of look at you and like... Can I roll to see if I recognize him? Libby. Oh, you, you oh, don't you, even need you to. Know. You yeah. most definitely recognize this Libby. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, his, I'm his, 14. Like, he's like, like bright red hair is like poking out. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over there and up. pretend I don't know it's Libby. People, people get up from surrounding tables and move away from <laughs> oh. you to kind of like get out. They don't want to like you're... hear you. Like, you know, Scaring all my customers away, they Libby. They move to the other end of the tavern. <laughs> Hello. Ah! Hello, little girl. Oh, man. Fucking, I'm an idiot. Ah. What? <laughs> what? Um. Can I cast... Well, it's too late now. Um. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'd like to cast Eagle Splendor on myself. <laughs> okay. It is a little late, but... <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm gonna pull this back. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I've already left... <laughs> No, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Oh, like, <laughs> talking to me, and I already know it's you. I'm gonna be like, and I'm just gonna. <clears throat> Hello, little girl. And as I look at her, my eyes are gonna get really wide. <gasps> you have an aura of greatness about you. Really? <laughs> In fact, I'd almost say you. And I'm gonna close my eyes. Diana. One of the Revengers? How did you know that? <laughs> I would just like to point out right now that the pale man can be watching us at any time and he could be seeing us like... He can't see me. Fuck, he can see Libby. While this is going on, Elena's just going to walk out the door. Oh yeah, does she come? Like, do we do this before she gets there or is this like... No, she's no, there. Yeah, she's there. there. Like, oh, you're walking out the door. Okay. Yeah, I'm leaving. The You're dancing not going to join. Uh, Diana, make, make a deception check, Diana, to see if you can actually pretend like... Uh, 19. What's your, what's your passive insight? Not 19. Oh, it's 15. Yeah, no, you, you, you believe her that she does not know who you are. You, you think you have her fucking fool. Um, and I will just... Um, yes, yes. I can see that you, let's see, what should I say? That's just really outlandish. You. Like nothing you've said prior to this has been outlandish. <laughs> <laughs> are, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, I plan this, guys. Well, Lizzie probably doesn't know what to say either, Ben. Yeah, it's probably great. Um. You are searching for something. Yeah. Yes. Money? Nah. Hmm. I see you searching for... Hmm. Can I tell you a what secret? Is <laughs> Psychic? 
I'll lean in really close. Yes. <laughs> I travel with a group of people, the Revengers. <gasps> it's you've already predicted. <sighs> and I think I might be in love with one of them. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. There's so much happening. <laughs> um Know that I know that this is Libby. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't know. What should I do, psychic? He knows. That's better. You should stay far away from all feelings that are subterfuge and not on the appropriate spectrum of what Annotatus would want you to do. But my friend Libby tells me that Annotatus has had so many partners in his past life that it's okay. <laughs> and Libby's gonna like slam his stand, stand on the table and stand up. Wow, your friend Libby's an idiot and if he would keep his mouth shut, maybe he'd know that a 13 year old doesn't need to have any type of crush on anyone or any type of infatuation with anyone and shouldn't even be thinking those things. The music oh, in the tavern my, stops, ah! and everyone kind of turns and looks, and uh, <laughs> Henry uh, comes out from behind, oh my God. and he kind Henry, of he kind of puts us. his hands on your shoulder, and he goes, "Maybe I think it's time that you make your way back up to your room." <laughs> I think I think you need to rest. <laughs> you know what? People like you are why young women. Put themselves in compromising positions. Oh just gonna, my like, leave. god! Do we get back like before this is happening, or no? I'm gonna bounce. Henry kind of looks around at everyone. He goes, "Sorry about that, everyone. Um, I, I have asked. He's yeah. He had a little too much to drink. I've asked him to leave. Um, just go ahead and resume." <laughs> Uh, your enjoyment. Uh, Card, please start the music up again. <laughs> and uh, Card the Bard starts playing again, and people kind of settle back down. Um, a little bit of time goes by, another like hour, and then um, Abe and Lyle come back. I immediately tell Abe and Lyle what I did to Libby. Abe just kind of pinches the yeah, nose <laughs> and goes to her room. <laughs> Lyle just kind of stands there for a few seconds, like, trying to process. Um, and then he's going to go and find Libby. He's okay. probably in our room. Yeah, Libby's upstairs. Okay. And... So he goes up and, like, knocks on the door. You're like... <laughs> Are you still wearing your fortune teller? Get up! <laughs> um, how long after... Did it's it been it about an hour. An hour, yeah, I'm not wearing it anymore. Like, So, open it. See Lyle, slam it shut, <laughs> lock it. Oh shit! Lyle, not Libby, please open the door. Libby's not here right now. Okay, this is just a bunch of shenanigans that's happening right now. I don't even know what our podcast listeners are gonna think. Libby, please open the door. Like some good battle. Hang on, all playing, let me just get ready. Keep it a really cool. awkward time. Sorry. Is there a window? Yes. I'm holding the window. Oh my god. How high is it? Uh, you're on the second story. <laughs> so 20 feet. I'm gonna be out in just a second. I had a guest over. This is very awkward. Don't tell Elena or Ave that I'm using their establishment for 
sex. <laughs> and as they do that, I'm tying my rope to the window. Well, like we really feet. need to talk. And <laughs> just well, please open the door. I will open the door as soon as my guest is dressed. And then I'm gonna hop out. Okay. <laughs> Can Mama uh, hear this happening? So make a survival check. See not as good. <laughs> Annotated as guidance, please. And a stealth check? Nope. Oh, wait, no, no. Okay, so that's uh, survival. Yeah. Uh, eight, I think. Eight. Okay. Um, you, you tie the knot, and as you go out the window, it kind of just. Comes done, and then you. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll hear yeah, that. Yeah, you hear a th- okay. you hear a thud. So Lala's gonna try and break down the door, or at I'll least like break it open. Damage was okay. Bad. Making a check. I have a check. key. <laughs> Too late. Uh, eight points of damage, Libby. Okay, I'm crawling away. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm walking. There are people in the alley that like watch you hit the ground that are like kind of startled as they look at you. You're gonna run around with the dancing. Eleven. A bunch of hobos and drug dealers. The lock holes. Okay. Just run downstairs. Yeah, I was gonna run back downstairs and go outside. Because I feel like Lyle would understand what Olivia is trying to do. You probably see Libby like in the alley along the street, kind of like. Like holding his ribs, like. Oh. So I like runs over and like kneels down beside him. Is like, why did you do that? Um, and I am going to cast command <laughs> and say stay. Uh, say that is so rude. What kind of save does she need to make? Wisdom. Wisdom. So you add the yeah, other stuff up there. Oh my god, I don't know. Thirteen? You fail. And then Libby runns away. (laughs) How long does Lyle have to stay there? For like a minute. It's a minute, right? Um, One round. So, I guess it's like. Six seconds? Yeah, six seconds. It says. um, You're not going to get very far in six seconds. (laughs) What's the duration? Well, it says one round. So, some. Yeah. So just one round. Yeah. So Libby runs six seconds down the alley. <laughs> so I'll get something runs after him. Oh my god. This is crazy. Okay. Uh, make, make athletics checks. Come on. I'll just Not this anymore. Fuck oh. this. It's not working for me. I fail. I'm just going to go back. I give up. <laughs> I keep running. Okay. Okay, so Lyle goes back into the Dancing Dragon and says to Diana, when Libby comes back, will you please come and let me know? Okay. Then he's going to go up to his room. Um, Elena, you left a while ago. <laughs> what were you doing? Going hunting. Going hunting? Yes. <gasps> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Specifically, okay, not having this I'm looking for a person who... Maybe doesn't deserve to live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she's had a taste. Like, she's I'm gonna, okay. Trouble. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like get on the roofs and like <laughs> try to find a criminal. Like I'm gonna like run from like roof to roof, just like <laughs> like spying down on people, trying to find like someone who's like gonna mug someone or like some like guy who's like trying to like rape someone and like you know. And then I'm gonna like hop down from the roof. And be, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
perception check. By this time, um, the sun's probably down, so um, your um, dark vision has kicked in. Okay, and not a disadvantage. Yeah. Perception? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it was almost better. Um, 14. 14, that's fine. Okay. Um, you are making your way, and you see um, kind of uh, like you run by, and you're like on the roof of the, the opera house that's in the city. Thing um, like. And uh, in the alley behind the opera house, you see um, a, a gnome man um, who is kind of backed up against the wall, and there is a uh, tabaxi that has a like a knife. Up against the guy's throat. What team. kind of knife? Make a make a perception check. Twenty. You see, um, it looks like a silver dagger Fuck. with a purple jewel oh, in the hilt. <gasps> the dagger of the Nihilac Alliance. <laughs> Sorry, Grudge. Um. I keep looking. No. Don't let him go. <laughs> Seriously scratching behind its ears. Oh God, please. <laughs> Gross. I'm just gonna like hop down from the road. Okay, uh, make athletics with advantage. Oh, they're the same. <laughs> um, 13. 11. So you <laughs> leap down on top of this dog and grab it, and it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like howling <laughs> and like trying to get away from you. <laughs> Constitution saving throw. Oh god! <laughs> you uh, open up your mouth and your fangs, and then you sink it into the neck of the dog. And there's kind of like a like a sharp yip, like if you ever like accidentally step on a dog's tail. Um, oh no! Um, twenty-six. Twenty-six. Um, there are some fleas that kind of like jump on you from it, but you're able to. They realize that they don't like the vampire taste the fleas, so they quickly. Leave. Feeding, this was not so fun. No, this is, I mean, compared to when you fed on Barnier, this is just, this <laughs> is trash blood. This was a trash meal. It's never, never the same. Um, alright, well, and then when I'm done with that, I'm going to go to the castle. Okay. Ooh. Um, <laughs> on your way to the castle, you actually walk by Lorelai, who's making her way to the Dancing Dragon. Hello, Elena. Um, what are you doing now? Oh, you know, the huge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's a fan of the 
Yeah. As she's selling Lorelai out of the years. Yeah, Lorelai is a little sketched out. Well, and um, have a good night. Girl's gotta eat. <laughs> oh my god, well, my poor girlfriend, you got it. Stay safe. And she yeah, kind of like too. walks she a little faster. Yeah, so you make your way to the castle. You um, walk up the guards that are kind of uh, guarding the path to it, let you go in so they know that you are. Oh, cool. I don't even have to ask anyone. Yeah, no, they know you. Just fucking walk in. Yeah, they know you. Well, I'm going to try to find the king. Okay. Yeah, you've uh, you've seen Lionel's quarters before, so you know where to head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go to his room. Oh, Lionel. Um, You hear Lionel's voice. Um... Just a minute. Um, oh, okay. And he uh, stands up and opens up the door, and you see him uh, like buttoning his silk tunic. Um, and he <laughs> looks and sees you there. He's got a um, little bit of a little bit of a of a beard growing in, like a. It's kind of thin at this point, but um, like a yeah, a little, little more than that. So it's mm. kind of like a little past the stubble, but still like really thin. Um, and then his shoulder length, uh, dark hair kind of tumbles down. Um, Elena. Okay, um, what's up, homie? I'm gonna like. <laughs> is there like a table with like chairs or something in the room? He's got like a, he's got a desk. I'm just gonna, I'm just like, gonna go it. walk in. Like <laughs> 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 oh. Um, I must say, this was a little un- unexpected. What can I help you with? Something? He Take says, a seat, closing please. the door. <laughs> oh my um, god! He kind of sits on the edge of his please bed across from you. <laughs> All right. So, I just wanted to talk to you about some things, <laughs> some war strategy things. Oh, um, sure. My ears are open. Cool. Well. So I know that Ave told you to send people to Lantaglos. Personally, 
it's a bad idea for you to spread your forces too thin. And right now, that is of the lowest priority. The idea was that we would uh, recruit more soldiers in Lacteglos and strengthen our strengthen our forces before moving against the Pale Men. Well, you can do that, but I don't think you should change the city, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, don't go in and like, like try to change everything, because there are some people there that you're going to piss off. Roll that. Make a persuasion check. Oh no, I'm so bad at this. Wait, didn't she just get a charisma bonus or something? Oh, actually, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, because I think, I think you can add your wisdom now as well, well right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, it like added your wisdom bonus? Yeah, to something. Or Luckily, maybe I'm everyone. Like, we're trying to figure it out. Oh yeah, we're level 10 now. I'm going to use luck. Okay. Not much better. Um, 13. 13. Well, our, our main concern was was gathering forces. Um, I agree that I don't know how how much uh, control we'll be able to take over the city, but at the very least we were planning on setting up a camp a little ways outside the border. Um, For? Yes. Yes. As For a, what purpose? Recruitment, I think, is what we, we can. Yes, we're going to recruit um, many people in Lanteglos are uh, great sailors. Um, and if we were going to establish a, a base on the peninsula that Lanteglos sits on and hopefully box in Seaworth from two sides, one from the sea with the help of the sailors in Lanteglos and um, another party moving in on the land. Um, well, that's fine. But, as far as the politics of the city go, I think you should let them do their own thing. That is a situation we'll... At least for now, you it's know? A, it's a situation I will assess when, when we make the move there. Um, Wait, are you going there? I... Well, I am. Why? These, if we're going to convince these people to join us, they need to know who they're serving. Who's going to stay here? I have um, a council of advisors oh that God. will <laughs> hold down the fort. Dorothy's going to get sacked. <laughs> no, it's going to be fine. Well, I feel like it's a dangerous place, and that's a little concerning that you're going there. I understand. I, I know the risks, and my advisors tried to talk me out of this as well. But. <laughs> Big dumbass energy, wow. No, I think he's right, though. Like, the people, he's going to get way more people who want to serve him if they actually move who they're going to serve, you know? One of the failings of my father after the Winter's War is that he locked himself inside this castle 
he was, after, after I lost my mother to the orcs, um, my father did not allow me to leave. He never left. And people forgot what the Empire stood for because my father wasn't a symbol of it anymore. I want to remedy that. I, I need to be a better ruler than my father was. You do realize that if you die, I'm going to blame myself. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of an argument is that? This, this was my plan, Elena. This had nothing to do with it. It's a dumb plan. Like, what? It's a dumb plan. I appreciate your candor, Elena, but... <laughs> but I've made my decision. Fine, but don't mess with the politics of that city. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my god. Fun for those who aren't being oppressed. Well, you know, they can join the army then if they want. But that's just death waiting. Yeah, I know. So, like, die from like some random ass criminal in the city or die in the war? Like, I, only the I am aware that. Die in the city. <laughs> oh my god. I'm aware of the men that I have and the resources we have. If it is not plausible. If to establish a rule, then we won't worry about it until it is. That's also... I take this is very close to Seaworth, right? Right. And that's where the Pale Man is posted up. That's but we, we... That's know. why we're attempting a two-pronged assault oh from God. either side. Let me to remind you that we, uh, Libby told us that he had talked to his publisher and they hadn't seen this Pale Man in Seaworth. So if you want to... In proximity to... I was just saying that. If you want to tell. I think... I personally think he's probably still there. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate your concern, Elena. I just wanted to talk to you about that. And again, I feel like you shouldn't go there. I know it's not my choice, but... challenge you to a no. if, oh there's, if there's one thing I can count on you for later, it's honesty. And I appreciate that. Like brutal yeah. honesty. Well, never lie to you. I appreciate that. That's a, a good quality to have, as blunt as it may seem. Sometimes that's what people need. I agree. That's, that's why I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, there's probably several other reasons. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right, well, I'm going to go get blackout drunk, so I'll see you later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay safe.
Yeah, um, um, I mean, definitely the majority of people that you ask, you're going to be like, what the? <laughs> um, I just kind of walk away. So I'm not wearing my armor, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be like, I'm asking for my knight. I'm a squire. Knight wants a whore. That's my job. Well, so I imagine some people recognize nice Libby <laughs> of the Revenger. Oh, Libby hasn't. He's not as known. Yeah, I mean, I'll worry about that later when people guys, start. Wait a minute, that kid looks. <laughs> yeah, you guys haven't really done anything. Big, no, like around the city with with Libby, yet. cool. Um, so they probably don't recognize you, but um, yeah, eventually you're able to find a a nice enough, I guess. <laughs> cool. Libby's gonna go in, look around, really sketched, cause he's never done this before, and ask someone what he's supposed to do. I'm also sketched. Um, <laughs> What is you, is he like hiring him for? Is he like applying for a job? What is he doing? Trying to grow up Jesus. Well, Lyle had left well enough alone. There's um, a human man, uh, well muscled in kind of like a loose shirt with like a deep V. You can see like it's tucked in. He's got like a chiseled jaw. Um, nice. And as you walk up and ask, he kind of looks at you and says, no kids. Um, <laughs> how old are you? Eighteen. <laughs> how old would I assume I need to be to do this? <clears throat> oh my god. Eighteen. Make a deception check. Yeah, boys, yeah. disadvantage. <laughs> yes. No. I saw that one coming. I hope we still roll as well, because that'd be hilarious. Um, actually, hang on, because I cast, so deception, mm-hmm. is that first one? Okay, yeah, so, I so how think, long does that spell last? I don't know, it was like an hour, I think? No, so if it's an hour, then it's worn off by now. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, up to an hour. Okay, so that's not gonna work. I'm having a shit time with my dice tonight, guys. Just accept that you failed. <laughs> or use a luck point. Yeah, can I use luck on the How does that work? work? Yeah, yeah. You, you just roll a third one and you choose which one you want it to basically be. Basically, cancels out the disadvantage. Yeah, you get to choose which one you want it to be, which is. Oh, so out of the two I roll. Out of the You roll a third three. one and then you choose which of the oh, three you want it to be. So then okay, you roll I got gotcha, gotcha. your dice. Yeah, luck yeah. is pretty cool when it comes and to that. Clutch. Except for when I turn it not so Are you just leaving me? Okay. It's going to be a no. <laughs> 14. 14. Um, no kids. He kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and leads you into um, one of the rooms um, and closes the door and he sits down and he says, Kid, what, what are you doing here? I will give you a hundred gold not to ask me any questions and help me figure out and give me a bed tonight. Um, you know, I don't need your money. Um, it was a nice pimp. <laughs> I've, I've seen this kind of thing a couple times before. What, what are you running from? Uncomfortable oh. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the things I could have found, I <laughs> you chose a nice establishment. All right? You could have gone. There's like some good reviews on Yelp. That's like <laughs> a really nice cock with a guy in we, the 
Um, he asked me about my problems. We had breakfast in bed in the morning. Yeah. It was <laughs> Libby's gonna sit down, put his head in his hands, and just kind of mumble at the floor like, I just want to feel wanted for at least a night. Oh, oh you're not going to the Revengers want you. Mm, what? Cry. I'm so confused. He's so confused too. Too. Um, He's too. I don't understand why he ran away. Well, because he knows Lyle's gonna. I'm guessing that he knows Lyle's gonna reject him. Well, he's kind of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Lyle's like seven years older than him, though. Uh, he's kind of rubbing your back, and he says, "Listen, kid, we all we all feel like that sometimes. I mean, how do you think I ended up in a place like this, doing what I do?" Um, there's there's one thing I've learned in there's one thing I've learned in this line of work and it's that no one looks out for you the way that you look out for yourself I don't know the details of what you're going through but I know that I know that you're probably more special than you give yourself credit for I see that that holy symbol you wear on that chain around your neck. You don't. You just puts it in his shirt. I also see the the scars. It looks like you've seen your fair share of battles, kid, and I know that those have probably been as many emotional battles as they are physical. But you've made it this far. You're just confused. <sighs> Thanks. He's just gonna like get up. So disappointed. Hey, you can stay here tonight if you want to. I'll lock the door so no one will bug you. Just gonna hug him. Just cry. Hugging the pen. Yeah. Get into I don't bed. think he's the pen. <laughs> He's gonna get into bed, and as the guy leaves, he's gonna be like, Do you have any milk? What? <laughs> I'll bring you some. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then he's gonna go to bed. He comes back in a little bit with a glass of milk and, uh, like, the end of a loaf of bread. And then as you leave, you hear the, um, the lock click so that you're safe in there. Nobody is gonna try to get that sex with you. Cool. Got a place to stay for the night. Don't have to deal with Lyle. I'm gonna go to bed after I finish my bread. For now, like, eventually. All right. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> so the night goes on. Um, uh, Lorelai comes by. Ave um, was reading her botanist encyclopedia from the time she got back until Lorelai comes. Okay. So she's yeah. like brushing up on like her plants. Yeah, you're reading through this. Unaware reading. of the shit Libby's doing. <laughs> Yeah, there's some really I don't know interesting. What doing also. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to preserve the cultural, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to save innocent lives. I so. just the fighting arena. I just wanted to stay, you know. Okay. And I because want, you're literally like bloodthirsty. I want that fun to continue. <laughs> I feel like fun that for should, the people who don't. I feel like that should be an option if people oh want to participate. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was so. pretty fun. Culturally trying to preserve, 
you know, their, uh, <laughs> their customs, as if you will. Libby, how early do you wake up <laughs> and leave? Um, I want a long rest. Um, also, Libby's really uncomfortable in the environment um, for unspecified reasons, so he'll get up fairly early. Okay. Yeah, so you're able to get a full long rest, but you're probably back at the Tavern of the Dancing Dragon. I'll be awake. Um, Before he leaves, can he, like, is it possible to maybe speak with one of the, like, Libby wants to try and find someone and ask them how they're treated here. Oh, yeah, easy enough. Yeah, um, Libby's just gonna kind of, like, go up to them. And just be like, so, are you okay here, or is it, like, abusive? Are you here by, like, choice? I don't think they're allowed to answer those questions. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to lean really close and be like, I used to live this life, and I, I just am asking out of concern. Yeah, you find... Um, uh, a half work woman. Um, it looks like she's got um, uh, like tusks that kind of come up a little bit out, but like the tops are kind of filed down. Um, her hair is like in this long dark braid down her back, and she says, "This is um, this is one of the only places where I've felt beautiful in a long time." Um, we come here because we want to. We can leave anytime we want. We're treated well. I'm very happy with the life I've made for myself here. And like before I leave, I'm just gonna like lean in. If there was an establishment that needed to be burned down between the two of us, what's a name? <laughs> I don't know that. Um, <laughs> oh god, that place that we uh Brothel? Yeah. The one that we uh, Okeanos name lost. was Brothel because yeah, it was that shitty. The one that Okeanos found in the Yeah, yeah in the, and he chased the, and drawn at it. In yeah. In the in the slums. Yeah. Um, there's this place in the in the South mm-hmm. Ward. It's a real dump, it's called Called brothel. <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> no, it doesn't even horrible have service. Star. Um, but <laughs> the people who work sad face. The people who work there. This is it's probably their only source of income. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to be out on the streets more than they are. Passing around STDs. Yeah, Libby's gonna like. I have a friend who might be able to help with some favors. Thanks for the info. And he's gonna like walk out. So. What time is this? This is probably about like in the morning. This is probably about like six in the morning by the time we leave. Okay, I'm gonna say that Lyle gets up at like five. And I like, naturally <laughs> am awake <laughs> this early, so I'll just be down eating breakfast, chilling. Okay, yeah, so Diana and Lyle are up first um, yeah. by the time Libby walks in. And Lyle like, goes to check to see if Libby's back, and he asks Diana, did Libby ever come back last night? No. Okay, oh, so Lyle's turning. 
Lyle is like very, you know, twitchy. Like he's you know, fiddling with stuff, he's jiggling his leg. I'll let you know when I see him. I'll bring him to you. <laughs> so he's chilling like that all the time, but he's very like twitchy oh compared. About um, an hour goes by and yeah. Libby walks in. When you come in, I jump into your arms. Ah, oh, Diana! <laughs> you didn't come home last Should night. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just had to run some errands. I'm just gonna like, you know, Libby's just gonna like straighten your hair and everything. She's gonna be like, what you having for breakfast? I have pancakes. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like it though. Some pancakes. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden, like, goes over while he's holding Dan, and it's like, where were you last night? Um. Uh, holding on. You're gonna have to carry me with you if you're trying to escape. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna look at you. Is that a one? Yeah. <laughs> I was deciding on what Libby was gonna do, so. Um, Libby's gonna look at you. Uh. I don't know, Dad. I didn't realize it was your issue. And he's just going to kind of like move with Diana towards like the barkeep to get some food. So Lyle was like very offended, but Paul's along was like, we have to talk at some point. We are talking. Perfectly Diana, what you got Diana. Here. <laughs> I got gel, jelly. Okay. I'm going to get some jelly pancakes, and when Lyle says that, you're just going to hold Diana even tighter. <laughs> okay. I'm a shield. <laughs> she just chills there. Henry will go on the back. Some breakfast for you. I don't know if there was syrup in the old Only days. Lena's gonna come down and have her usual breakfast of mostly bacon <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> Put some in the pocket for later. Henry, I'd like a mimosa. He kind of looks. Uh, he didn't you, give you alcohol before. Are you out yet, Avi? Um, no, she's sleeping in a lower life. Okay. He'll look at Lyle. Like, ask you for you to... And you just sign on her to give the kid alcohol. Well, um, Elena's there, and Elena owns the place. Well, he knows what Elena would say. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle, like, shakes his head behind Lovie's back. He goes in the back and uh, brings out a glass of orange juice and a fancy glass. Just mm. orange juice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Would you know? Would I know? Um, I think make... you could. I think you would. <laughs> I like, feel like, I like mean... an intelligence check? Yeah. But if you haven't had much alcohol, that was not yeah. a good charge. I think if you okay. haven't had much alcohol, um, you An intelligence would know check? Just a straight one? Or... Yeah. 14. Um. You can probably tell that it's just orange juice. I mean, because you had that drinking contest would oh yeah yeah no we like so yeah i'm gonna take this take a sip while i'm still holding diana because i won't let her go and i'm just gonna be like hmm great way to end a night at a brothel nice what? orange juice okay so much is happening i'm assuming we all hear that yeah. Everybody's so bad. She's living right. the best life. Like in the bedroom with her girlfriend. She doesn't need any of those shenanigans. No drama. <laughs> the drama at the end of the night. Sit with Elena. Like, last time it was so. Yeah. After dying, she was like, "Okay, no more drama." Okay. Like, <laughs> all broke loose for the rest of their adventure. It's true. Yeah, um, so Lila's gonna follow me and say, "You were at a brothel last night." <laughs> well, that's none of my business. 
business. No, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, because okay. yeah. So like, I'm gonna sit down next to Elena, have my thing. Like, well, that's really none of your business. I'm gonna look at Libby and be like, "Are you even old enough to go to a brothel?" I know your backstory, right? Um, let's find out. Oh my God, Jake. I mean, Bailey knows your backstory. Yeah, Bailey does. Hang on, let me. Okay. So, oh. yes, no, no, you don't. Damn, I was gonna say something fun. <laughs> You're very against Diana, like having any kind of yeah. like, relationship or crush. I don't think you would have told her. There if we you go. Were, now we know why. If you were out there like doing <laughs> stuff, I don't think you would have told her. Um. Yeah, he's gonna be like, he's gonna play it. So he's gonna like put down. He's gonna play up the fact he's like, well. I mean, they didn't seem to mind. Wink. They make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do some guidance here. <laughs> um, okay, it seemed to work a little better than here. Okay. Smaller spaces. 13, 17, I believe 18, in. 21, 22. But I don't know if I. I'm gonna roll this. I don't actually. I, yeah, I, you guys probably <laughs> believe what he's saying. Lauren's like, when are we going to get to my cool story? The first time you guys, <laughs> like, we're all just sitting here, like, so by they, no, I'm glad how, you're how many, characters. Huh? how many, how many, by, by, you said they, so I'm assuming there was more than one. <sighs> he's just trying to make like, like, at this point. I'm going to be like, I'm going to look at your bacon. I'm going to be like... I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it up for interpretation. I'm just gonna like look at your bacon. Like, Don't fucking look at my bacon. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so confused. I took your own fucking plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eyes over there, buddy. I'm just I gonna can't move can't. my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the pancakes? <laughs> you got it already. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm so confused. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't know how to interpret that at all. <laughs> but okay. That doesn't really seem safe, Libby. <laughs> oh, Libby, by the way, I was just messing with you yesterday. I knew you were the psychic. <laughs> um, he's gonna like glare at you a little bit. She's really slow. You shouldn't pretend to be someone you're not. Because that's the biggest issue in this group. I'm just gonna like look at Elena. He looked at you very pointedly. Wait, what's my issue? I have a lot of them. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure which ones you're talking about. Honestly. Libby, you're being very rude. I'm just hungry, Diana. I'll be okay in a little bit. Wait, I'm really, I really want to know which issue because now I'm feeling insecure. I think he means that you're a vampire. Oh, is that what you mean? Yes. Or you're a murderous Oh, man. So, like, for real, though. What's the issue? There's no issue. You're like sex shit. Right, Olivia, I'd like to talk to you when you're done eating. You're talking right now. 
I think, private. I think, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think if you want to talk to Libby, you have to do it now. <laughs> Fine, Libby. <laughs> Here, Here we go. go. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> said something very odd last time about the two of us being together. I'd like to talk about that. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. <laughs> but you said it. Elena, you were standing right there. Did you, you hear it? so many times. So yeah, you said it. Sure. I don't think I said anything. <laughs> I don't think I heard anything. Exactly. See? No, I heard it. Yeah. And I've got, like, bat ears, so... <laughs> you were stone. What? No. Were you even not stone yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we brought that was the next no, because like right after Ave died, she like turned Elena back from Stone, oh, and then okay. all that happened. Oh, okay. And then Ave was talking with Lorelai, and mm-hmm. you were like, "We'll never like quarrel like that, Lyle." Okay, that's what happened. I heard it. So she was there. Hmm. I think my exact words were, "When we're together, we'll never fight like that." And if there's no coupling happening, then of course we wouldn't fight like them. I think you misconstrued my words. (laughs) (laughs) You guys lost that. Oh my god. Okay, I would just like to clarify that we are not going to be together. Hmm. (laughs) Not because there's anything wrong with you, but because you are 16. I'm 23, <laughs> and I already have someone. Oh. Oh. Um. And Elisle is extremely uncomfortable throughout all of this. Like, he is bad at communicating. He's had a lot of emotions the last couple of days. Like, this is too much. <laughs> Does Libby, like, look like his feelings are hurt? Well, I think his feelings would not be hurt at this point, because he knows Lyle's not just rejecting him. Um, saying somebody else. Man, Libby's definitely feeling ashamed of making a spectacle. Um, <laughs> Libby Sorry, <laughs> is going to um, kind of put down his stuff and just kind of like stand up really quiet, take it to where it needs to be cleaned, come back and like put his hand on Lyle's shoulder and say, I'm sorry. And then like, this is all happening like blank face and he's just gonna like take it away and then go upstairs to his room. Yeah, Lyle's gonna go upstairs to his room as well. Like, we don't again. fucking go, you guys. Avi's not looking. Like, yeah. yeah. like yawning and stretching <laughs> and you see like- We're good guys. You see Libby like, like stomping up the stairs and you're like stretching and more like kind of like looks around. I'm gonna follow Libby. <laughs> Everyone leaves leaving Elena just like sitting at the table and Lorelai kind of, <laughs> Lorelai like leans over to you and is like, What do you think Elena said? <laughs> <laughs> I just murdered the cutest dog last night. Yeah, Lyle goes back to his room and cries. And cries for the first time in like six months. So
<laughs> I hope everything's okay. Remember, please stay safe on your journey. Thank you, Lorelai. You are my rock through all of this. I'm in the battle. Oh. Just feeling the <laughs> I'll always be. I'm always gonna hug her really tight and like tear up because she's really sad to leave her. I will be back as soon as I can, and I will try to. Not determine. Oh my god, Odin. <laughs> and I'll try to locate you, and I'm gonna come to you as soon as I can. That's why. Stay safe. Okay, I love you. She'll give you a kiss and oh, okay. uh, make her way to the castle. Okay. I'm just gonna go sit next to Elena. Yeah, Elena weighs you over. <laughs> Smut look, so I think she. Ah, 
You're brilliant. Libby's gonna turn around. <coughs> Diana, would you say that Ave is happy? <laughs> yeah, even though she's died. <laughs> and Libby's gonna put his hands on Ave's shoulders and be like, she is definitely not celibate. But you're not celibate and you're unhappy. I'm just saying that <laughs> you should maybe consider the way that some of the priests at my temple lived and maybe you'll be more happy that way. Okay, Diana. Thank you for the advice. I'll think about it. You're welcome. I'm going to go down, skip down the stairs. Okay, let's all go to the fireplace. Um, I'm going to go to Lyle's room. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were ready to go! Well, Lyle's still in his room. He's not with us. So. Elena's just waiting downstairs. I'm waiting with you now. How does, like, the washroom situation work in this, like, hallway? I guess? Or, like, is it, like, like do we, get, we all get bathrooms in our room? Or is there, like, a communal bathroom? Like, how does this work in Dungeons & Dragons? Um, there's probably a communal one at the end of the... Okay. I'm gonna be like, okay, Ave, I'm gonna go brush my teeth, wash my face, and we'll meet you downstairs. I think, Thank like, you for checking out. the... Okay. The fancier rooms probably have their own bathrooms in them, but the... Do we have, like, wash basins or anything, like, for water? Yeah, probably, or have, like, just, like, like a... I imagine plate. the Dancing Dragon was fixed up pretty nice. Yeah. Like, it's probably a good... But, I mean, every room doesn't have, like... Yeah, but at least, like... The, you know, yeah, it's clean, got, like, it's clean. We got water, like... No, it's very clean. Yeah. Yeah, you have people that are clean it for you, yeah. But. I was gonna go back downstairs with, um... Elena and I think Diana. I don't know where she went. Okay. Lyle like comes to the door and he's like trying to clean up, but his face is like kind of red, you know. And he's a little bit paler than normal. And he opens the door. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe she's gonna like push his way inside. Like, okay, let's not make this any more awkward than it has to be. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna like shut the door behind me. <laughs> um. I had no idea that your heart was with someone else, and I am so sorry. Um, <clears throat> did something happen to them? Honestly, I don't know. I haven't been able to see them since I left my home, which was about seven years ago. Do you want to know? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is like my way of saying sorry. Do you have maybe like a picture of them, or could you describe them to me? You're gonna scry on me? <laughs> Louis, this could be rather dangerous, and I'm not sure if I want to draw any attention to him. Well, I don't think it would draw any attention to him. It draw uh, attention to you, yeah. I think is how the spell would work, right? Yeah. Maybe. And There's you have no idea what's going on with like his guy. Like it might it would draw attention to us, us, wouldn't it? Um, worst case scenario, was your was your lover a magic user? Then nothing's gonna happen. Worst case scenario, they're probably gonna see a shiny ball of light and be very confused. <laughs> um, well, I was not expecting this. Evo's not expecting this either. <laughs> Ever change your mind, just let me know. Louis gonna like reach out a hand awkwardly, pat your shoulder, and be like, stand there for a second. 
I'm so sorry. There's no need to apologize. I didn't know you felt this way about me until yesterday. Or two days ago. Um. You had no idea? No, I did not know. (laughs) It's not perceptive. Oh, okay. You might want to work on that, buddy. I'm just going to like pat you on the back and then walk out. It hasn't exactly been a priority. (laughs) Do you have a passive uh, perception of 10? Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Or no. 12. 12. You're, you're more perceptive than me. That's uh, still not that perceptive. Well, I like pat Sylvia on the back as we're running down the stairs because he feels bad about causing the awkward situation. Um, no, it's fine. Honestly, like, well, I wouldn't even worry about it. I don't feel anything. It's fine. Like, it's cool. Like, ever? Just, like, turn away and wipe, like, one up, two. Oh, my God. Very <laughs> discreet. Right. But I'm fine. Okay, are we ready to go? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what we're doing. We're going to the fire plane, too. We are? Yes! <laughs> have you told us that we have amulets and all this other stuff? No, I'm waiting for everybody to be in one spot. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Um, so yeah, we get down. Yeah. All right, so you join everyone else at the table. All five of you are together. Fucking finally, guys. <laughs> We don't make fun of you when you go have sex with Lorelai, okay? <laughs> 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 was Lorelai at the table or is she gone? No, she was. She left. That was a gay Yeah, no. Okay, good. If Lyle said that, Libby was going to be like, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> That's not Lyle. <laughs> yeah, Miss Run Errands for. <laughs> that was an important errand. Oh, do we know that you have a diamond? Did you give it to one of us? I'm waiting. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> waiting. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, not like nice alcohol. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, I went to Nemo yesterday with Lyle, and he told us a little bit about the fire plane. He told us about the city of Brass, which is a habitable area in the fire plane, but I'm not sure how habitable other parts of it are, so it might be considerably dangerous. He did give us these amulets, which he said should help us resist any kind of heat fatigue or anything. Um, I think that Libby and Lyle should take them. Libby's going to start them very dubiously and just be like, isn't that the same wizard who said he should be able to get us where he told us he was going to send us? Yes. Normally, Nemo is very reliable, and for now, this is all we have, so put the damn amulet on here. Um, here's yours. Let me just do it. Lyle doesn't argue. He's Hang just on. like, let me just try. Uh, is there like a, an open flame anywhere nearby or something? It doesn't work on fire. It just the, works to. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Well, I'm not. I just want to. Henry! Oh my god. Just what? wear it, Libby. I need something fiery. I will. That does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> I was like, uh uh-uh, no. I'll just no, it's not about no, a pronounced no. flame. Um, Libby's gonna stick his hand in it. So, my helm. You haven't attuned oh. to the amulet yet. <laughs> my helm, I just like wanna see how I respond to heat because my helm you it has a fire resistance. And Does so. Does the helm give me fire resistance? It gives me fire resistance. That's why I'm trying to figure out if it will work, like if I can give the amulet to someone else. So um, I'm trying with, to figure out DM rules here. Uh, with the fire resistance from it, yeah, it doesn't. Um, 
You still get hurt from fire. Yeah, it's still a little, like, but a little hot. But yeah, it's not like it's going to, like, it doesn't, like, give you third-degree burns on your hand or anything. You just get a little... So, how, like, did he say everything's on fire? They're not going to be on fire? Did he say, like, it's just going to be hot? Well, it is the fire plane, so it is going to be above average temperature. <laughs> Let me put the damn amulet on. Now, let's go. Okay. Turn on. I don't know what you're going to do. Die. <laughs> <laughs> or Ame. Like. We're the most senior revengers, so I felt like, you know, if anybody was going to not have If someone wants to take this one. Um, no. Okay, I gave happen. it to you guys. You guys are going to keep it. You died last time. I will be fine. Maybe not my best. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, secondly, I was able to procure a diamond. So here, Diana, I wish for you to have this to replace the one that you used on me. Awesome. So thank you, you for that. You're so um, responsible, Diana. You have the diamond. Well, I already okay, have it. Dave, we're going to leave you here. <laughs> I already have the diamond thing put into my spell slot. So. Okay, well, there you, you go. Mean my, my and then Abe is going to give Alina a thousand gold pieces, the money she was going to spend on more diamonds, but didn't get the opportunity to. So maybe add that back into the party fund. Okay. And are, are we all ready to go now? <laughs> I'm ready. So you yeah. need to use your genie to get us there, correct? Oh my god. Um, we talked about using the genie, and we also talked about teleporting to the lab and then going through the portal. Because mm-hmm. the portal will probably take us to the city of brass <laughs> because it's habitable. And I assume Thalderels was like, he wrote an elvish, right? So he was an elf. So I assume, as an elf, he was okay in the city of brass. <gasps> oh! What? How long are we going to be in fire? Um, however long it takes us to get scorched like the Devastator, probably this a couple probably days. probably won't necessarily. It's only up to an hour. But for the duration, the willing, t- uh, willing creature I touch has resistance to one. Oh, never mind. That's resistance. That's not. Okay, we're fine. Never mind. We'll figure it out. I'm sure there might be something in the city of Brass that will help Elena and I. Okay. But for now, are we all ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> gonna. Oh my God, this thing is not. Touch anything. everybody. And well, unless do we want to use the teleportation cloak or do we want to use the genie? Could, could, could the genie for sure take us to the city of brass? Could we be like, hey genie, take us to the city of brass? I could call him and ask, but then if he can't, he can't get us, he can't come back for another day. Yeah, maybe we should save that. But we don't know for sure that the turtle portal will take us to the city of brass either. Well, I mean, I'm going to be fine. I have a medal. Well, yeah. We well, will. I'll be fine too. I have fire resistance. Okay. Well, let's teleport to the lab via the cloak and go through the portal. And worst comes to worst, we conjure the genie and have him get us out there. Yeah, we come out and, like, you know, fucking off the place. And, like, the sea of lava. Yeah, that'd be problematic. Yeah. Maybe we'll be super lucky and we're in the place we need to be. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, totally. Okay, I was going to touch everybody and teleport them to the lab. Okay, so you all join hands around the table and the cloak of shadows kind of rises up and surrounds you all in shadow. And then again, you feel that pull in your gut as you're transported, um, and you can. the last thing you hear is the cheers and claps from the people in the tavern as they watch you depart. Yeah, they were here. And you guys uh, appear. You teleport right to the portal hall. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, you appear um, in the hall with the glowing uh, portals. There's a fire one. Where's the fire one? Right, when it has to be fire. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my god. I run up and touch it. Just like put your hand on it? Yep. Um, you feel like as you put your hand like against it, you feel kind of this like pull. Um, you're kind of like, I mean, you're, you're not, it's not like it's pulling you, but you can feel kind of like this gravity kind of like drawing you towards it. Guys, I think it definitely works. <laughs> well, that's well, uh, great. Okay. Are we going? Libby, yeah. Libby, yeah. Libby, Libby, while you guys attuned to the Where did you amulets. The amulets? In D&D. It was in D&D Beyond, so I haven't added. Um, let me see what happens. <clears throat> Manage. What's it called? The Amulet of Comfort. Um, okay, so you guys... I'll go through. I'll go through. Um, that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> as you guys uh, make your way towards the plane. portal to the fire plane. <laughs> um, I don't know. Much on a baggage unpack. <laughs> and add it. There have been like, some critical role episodes where they like... Do really long, intensive cities. Oh, that was good. That was yeah, a really that was good. Fun. That was a really good role playing session. We got to know the characters a lot, so that was that was great. Um, <laughs> everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Dungeon Stories. Uh, remember to check out uh, Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube. They've got awesome ambient sounds for your games. Um, the best way to help us out here at Dungeon Stories is to share the podcast and rate it. Um, let other people know about this uh, crazy, this craziness uh, that is our D&D game. Um, we hope you have as much fun as, as we do. Um, but yeah, so let everyone know about us. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stories Dungeon and like us on Facebook, Dungeon Stories. Um, also, subscribe to our YouTube, Dungeon Stories. We've got some good stuff planned that's going to be coming that way pretty soon. Uh, So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, But until then, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.